Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Gemma, good morning. Gemma, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, I didn't think about this. What am I thankful for? Okay, well, while you're thinking about that, let me tell you what I'm thankful for. Yeah, good. Give me some time. Yep. I'm thankful for a small piece of clear plastic that is on my back porch. Wow, you definitely put thought and into this. And it's round and it's cylindrical and it's long. Oh, has... I know what it is. What is it? It's the rain gauge. It's the rain yes! gauge, which is full of water. <laughs> Woo! So amazing. I'm thankful for my rain gauge this morning. So I know how much rain we're getting, which is just a lot. It is. Wait, the two it's inches great. so far. Whew. Two inches and counting. That's awesome. That's 50 millimetres, 52 millimetres and counting. Nice. And our dam is starting to fill back up again. Hey, that's exciting too. Hopefully when we get home, it'll be full. The, the water's still going. It's, it's like steady soaking rain here in the uh, Newcastle region for those of, around Australia who might be wondering and for those who are probably just uh, super jealous right now. Um, but we're just going to rub it in for a moment because we are enjoying it so much. Um, but it's steady soaking rain. It is. It's not just yeah, it patchy. Sta- it's really it good. It hasn't started to run off yet, so none of the creeks are, um, have started to run. So the dam won't really fill up until mm. that happens. It was so heavy it woke me up last night. It's the best, isn't I it? I know. So like, nice. Oh, the blissful sound of rain on a metal roof. It's just nothing like it. And I think I know what I'm thankful for now. And it's kind of the rain, but not stealing your thunder. It's the fact that it's a lot cooler because I hate summer. I'm actually one of those people that hates the heat, like a lot. So it's so much cooler. I get to wear a hoodie today. It's the first time I've been able to wear a jumper in ages. So I'm thankful that it's a lot cooler because of the rain. Gemma, you're weird. I'm sorry. You're just weird. (laughs) Summer is the best summer. Who wants to wear a hoodie? I don't like summer. Winter is so much better. Layer on all of these clothes. No, no. That's no. Nah. Nah. Throw on a t-shirt, throw on a pair of shorts, done. No. Dressed for the day. Nah, jeans and a hoodie. Ah, the way to go. I'm not even wearing a jumper. It's not even that cold. Oh, but it's cooler. It's nice. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> this is a reminder. You're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Coming up in today's stories, the usual corona updates, update, uh, Trump's acquittal, um, native wildlife destruction after the, f- after the fires, post-fires, and an interesting prom event. Something we're not so much familiar with in Australia, but happening around the world. All victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me. With his redeeming blood Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in his grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, come on! Are you washed, Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Can wash away my sin Nothing but the blood of Jesus 
what can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb Oh, precious is the Nothing but the blood of Jesus Said nothing but the blood of Jesus Are you washed in the blood In the blood of the Lamb He sought me and bought me With nothing but the blood of Jesus Welcome back, guys. That was Anthem Lights with the Blood Medley. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Get ready to give us a call right now as we jump into our quiz. Thanks, Gemma. What have we got? The first clue for the What Book Am I quiz today is Romans and this book tie for the most mentions of the word gospel. Ooh. Ooh. Let me think on that one. So you know it's not Romans. Yes, but it has the same number of the word gospel as mm. Romans. Let me think on that. Let me think. I'll get back to you on that wow, one. Wow. I don't think I've ever to... caught you with... No, you've caught me. Yeah, you've caught me before. I don't know. Anyway. Not often. We'll get there. It we will get there. often. We will get there. Uh, let me think. It is the New Testament. Oh, Did I get it right? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, what have we got in positively different news this morning? I've got some positively different news coming up. Okay, yeah. cool. Stealing my thunder now. I am, absolutely. But it'll come up in my section. Well, I'm so going to talk about the coronavirus. Oh, d- d- you're stealing my thunder. I am stealing your thunder. This <laughs> against the rules. All right. You do coronavirus, I'll do positively different news. We could mix it up a little bit. But my story about the coronavirus is kind of, it's still good news though, kind okay. of. I mean, not okay. about the virus because, right. you know, that's very sad. But uh-huh. a teacher from a public school in Darwin who was recently in China has come back and started up term uh, last week because it's term one and two for majority of schools around the country at the moment. So he's come back and he's been put uh, under confinement, right? Because he was in China and he's, you know, under two weeks quarantine. He's locked in his bedroom. He's locked in his bedroom. But because he is such an amazing teacher, an awesome teacher, he is FaceTiming his students to keep teaching. So he is a math and Mandarin teacher at a public high school in Darwin, and he's still teaching from home. Wow, that's quite the effort. That's quite the dedication. Yeah, so they've set up a big screen in the classroom, and he FaceTimes his students and teaches them off the big screen. They have a principal or a teacher's aide or somebody come in the classroom so that the students are still supervised in that way, that there's physically a teacher there. But he's doing all of his classwork, all of his teaching from from his home, from his house. I wonder how good his Mandarin is. That'd be a cool language to know, to know and It would understand. be really cool. I'd like to did, learn did, it. Did you do? Did you learn a foreign language at school? I learned a little bit of Indonesian okay. and lots of Japanese. We learned nothing. Oh, really? Oh, sad. English. You were telling me you left school and in year nine or year ten or something year before 10. before yeah, air. Yeah, year so, 
Yeah. I don't think we even... I don't think we... I don't, I don't remember. My brother did a year did year 11, but I don't think they were doing foreign languages in mm. year 11 and 12 in mm. Tasmania back in the day. I think they kind of figured that foreign languages were a long way away at that particular time, you know, geographically, so they didn't worry about it. <laughs> but now, of course, we have people of every nationality living everywhere, which is amazing. But, yeah, it's really cool. So, um, this teacher has flatmates at his house, so he has the whole house to himself when his flatmates are out for the day doing their normal jobs and their normal life. But when his flatmates return home, he has to be... In his bedroom, quarantined. Quarantined. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. How would you go if you had a flatmate who had corona, uh, had been in China? I don't know how I would feel. Like that's. I mean, I might just move out for the week. Yeah, I'm just going. Right, I'm going to go on holidays for two weeks. I'll be back when you're clear. Like it's, it's a bit of a risk, right? Not I'm going to go on. I think it'd be good. You know, it's like where do you go on holiday? Do you go on a cruise? Uh, no, because it's been breaking out on cruise ships. Uh, I've got a really good suggestion. Why mm. don't you go on holiday to the Simpson Desert? We did that last year. It was amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, we, we did the Madigan Crossing, and in, I think, four days, we saw one other vehicle. The desert sounds hot. Yeah, actually, you can't go there this time of year. It's too hot. Yeah. Well, maybe it would You're not allowed to go there when it's this hot. My brother did it this time of year. Oh, wow. I don't know how he survived, but he did. Cool. But yeah, but anyway. that was back in the day when you were allowed to. Now it's just like closed. <laughs> now you can't. But yeah, I um, think what this teacher has come up with because he came up with this idea on his own because he still wanted to be there and connect with his students, even though. But I mean, this opens the possibility for teachers to be able to, you know, do things like this because you can get in specialty teachers. Then, like, if you know the concern is that you can't learn a specific subject or there's something that students really want to know about and you don't have the, you know, the ability or the teacher or the staff to be able to teach what the students want to learn, the option to then use technology to communicate with teachers on the other side of the world, it's amazing. You know, this opens up so much potential. This is the world in which we live. Yep. You don't really have to be in a location or go to work. I mean, you think about our job right here. We don't need a location. We just need an internet connection. We, we could we could broad this from anywhere where we've got an internet connection. That's true. We where could... would you like to live? I don't Let's know. just pick a spot and just live there. <laughs> and do this from home? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'd struggle. Yeah. A little bit. But yeah, options, potential, potential options. That's our world. Mm. So another story mm-hmm. that I found was really, really cool. So there's a high school, uh, public high school in the States, um, and a 16-year-old girl has made a prayer locker. Okay. Now, we don't have lockers here in Australia. I mean, some I've been to some high schools that have lockers, but they don't get used, and some private schools use lockers, but they're not very common here in Australia to have those big metal lockers where you stick your books and stuff in. Um, we have backpacks. Yep. But anyway, yep. so what this girl has done with an abandoned locker, um, she got teacher's permission and she put a, up a note that she stuck to the front of the locker, which said, this is a prayer locker. Write your request on a piece of paper and just slot it into the locker. Um, and at first she wasn't expecting much of a response because she 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 went out of her way because she saw a need in her community. She sh- yeah, saw yeah, a yeah, need yeah. at school uh-huh. for students struggling with anxiety and depression and all kinds of things. And she was like, well, I want to pray for my school. This is mm-hmm. a public non-Christian school. Mm-hmm. And she's put up this um, yeah flyer that she stuck to this locker and said, you know, write something and I'll, I'll pray for you. So at the end of each day, she opens it up and she pulls out the prayer requests and she prays. And when she started off, she was expecting that she would get junk, that students would, you know, make fun of it or write, you know, rude things or, you know, like it wouldn't get any traction to it. Yeah, yeah. But by the end of the first week, I think she had over 200 different prayer requests. Ooh, Huge. Like okay? serious, 200 serious like prayer 200 requests. serious prayer requests. She said 90% of the prayer requests that she got were legit. Wow. 
amazing. And she's like That's- a 16-year-old girl who was just like, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to yeah, see if I, mean, I can help my school. If 200. People, if, if people spam it, just, you don't have to read the spam ones. You just yep. drop them in the rubbish bin and keep And going. teachers had concerns too. They were like, okay, this is a public school. Like, we're not promoting Christianity or anything like that. But, like, she just wants to help the community of her school. She wants yeah, to help her classmates. So, this- we're going to let that slide. I don't see this as promoting... A particular religion. It's allowing a particular religion to do something positive. And being a public school, of course, that freedom should be extended to everybody so that, you know, if there was a Muslim student, for instance, who wanted to set up a prayer locker, go for it. You know, there was a Muslim who wanted to pray for me. I'm not going to stop them. I'm like, yeah, please pray for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, so because she got inundated... Uh, within the first week of prayer so much that she couldn't pray for them. She took them to her church. Mm -hmm. She took all of her prayers in a a bag and she took them to church and she would hand them them out. out. And yeah, she would hand them out among church members and they all prayed so that every, every student who put a prayer request in it had been prayed for. Yeah, so what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a subcontractor. Oh, what kind of subcontractor? <laughs> I, I, I'm a subcontract prayer warrior for my local public school. Yeah, that'll work. Mm. Cool. Mm. Love it. So, yeah, this went uh, viral when she posted a picture of the front of the locker, um, which is how it you know gained some traction. And a couple of different news uh, places interviewed her and asked her, um, if somebody wrote a bad note, would you still pray for it? Like, are you still praying for the for the rude ones or for the inappropriate ones? Because she said about 10% of it is spam kind of things. Sure. And she said every note gets prayed for, even if it even, even if trolls. it's a bad one, they pray for the person who wrote the note. Yeah, because the person who, the person who trolls a prayer locker, they're a bit of a broken person. A little you bit. You just have yeah. to say, you know, mm. seriously. But yeah, so she, um, yeah, even prays for, and I think her response is amazing. She says, um, she Brianna was asked if she thinks it's a tough one, like if it's a tough prayer, she doesn't know what to do. Does she ever doubt that God can answer it? Like, does she ever... Um, I don't know about this one or I'm not sure if this prayer could actually work or this one doesn't seem like a real prayer. She said, no, I don't worry about that because I know God can answer prayers. So I'm like, okay, God, me and you, we got this. No, praise the Lord. That's cool. Amazing. That is really amazing. I love it when people show initiative to do something positive in their community, to do something uplifting and just to you know be, be there for the downtrodden, so to speak. I've got a story. Mm. My, my positively different news story is about someone who is um, really actively out there being there for the downtrodden. Awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. So um, keep doing what she's doing. I think yeah. it's a great initiative. And I mean, although we don't have prayer lockers here in Australia, there are other ways that this could be done. I had lockers when I was at school. Really? And there were some empty ones. Tasmania, you said, yeah? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. There you go. Like some schools. Some Tasmania, schools. Tasmania's like just 40 years ahead of the rest of uh, Australia. Okay. Look, I'm from New South Wales. I take offense to that. That's fine. You can take offense to it. You're not even part of the mainland. That's the whole point. That is the whole point. This is why we are so much better than the mainland. Ouch. We needed a piece of ocean to quarantine us. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Uh, You can be hurt all day long. I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) I've got nothing. I can't stick up for you, so I'm done. Producer producer Shelly's shaking her head. She's like, you're going too far. You're going too far. This is live radio. Too much. Too much. (laughs) I've insulted the whole of mainland Australia. Well, just Tasmania is the promised land. That's all there is to it. Anyway, Brayden and Elise, when God speaks.
Listening to Braden and Elise Enderman with When God Speaks. Okay, let's have a clue for our quiz. Gemma, what do you got for us? The next clue is In this epistle, Paul rebukes the people by asking, After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Okay. All right. This one uh, is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That one. All right. Nice. Two clues in. So just think of uh, what is the twin book to Romans? Mm. There's an extra clue right there. Romans has a bit of a twin or a an older, smaller brother. Mm. Maybe an older, smaller <laughs> an brother. Older, smaller brother. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a book the, other, of the Bible described the, that it's way. Kind of, cool. It's kind of the other Romans. It's kind of the other Romans. 
Um, anyway, that's enough clues. All right, that's way too many clues. 1-800-324-843. Give us a call right now if you have the answer or text us on 0491-064-669 and a prize will be coming your way. Okay, and a prize today is, uh, what have we got there? For Such a Time. That's a album, I believe. Yeah, It is. For Such a Time is our, is our prize for today, a music album. So, um, yeah, give us a call right now. And, uh, yeah, the song that you're just listening to by Braden and Elise Enterman, When God Speaks, was uh, from that particular album. So, yeah, very good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> here in Australia, we are not so familiar with the whole prom thing that they have in America, which is, it's, it's, it's big. It's such a massive part of American high school culture. We have a year 12 formal, maybe a year 10 formal, you know, a few bits and pieces like that, but nothing on that kind of scale. Mm. However, NFL star, former NFL star, retired NFL star, um, retired New York Jets quarterback, um, Tim Tebow, has been exporting prom around the world. Exporting. Okay, cool. So he's been basically putting on prom parties, you know, um, all over the world. Cool. Which is interesting, like... America exporting their culture. Nobody's ever heard of that before, right? (laughs) (laughs) But the most, the the interesting one was that the last one was held in Rome and they had some interesting alliances with some interesting attendees. Okay. So it was in Rome um, and it was sponsored by the Pontifical University Regina Apostolorum. Wow. Um, And specifically by the Pontifical. Pontifical Academy for Life. Okay. Okay, so basically what Tim Tebow has been doing over the last six years, and for those of you who um, may have followed a bit of American football, um, used to play for the New York Jets, and he was the guy who was famous for uh, bowing on one knee and praying during games. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, so I didn't recognize the name, but I know who you're talking yeah, about now. Yeah, that's right. So he's that guy, and, and he's the guy, you know, his parents are Baptist missionaries, devout mm-hmm, Christian, mm-hmm. Um, since retired from, from playing with the uh, the New York Jets. And so he's been putting these on uh, as a part of his charity that he runs, and they are special needs proms. Oh, wow. Specifically for special needs people. And so the Pontifical Academy for Life, you know, their, their, their big issues are things like euthanasia, contraception, abortion, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they've gone, you know, well, actually, Francis has stepped in and said, you need to broaden this and you need to make it, you know, about all of the issues, which is very, very valid. Yeah. Um, and so they've teamed up with Tim Debo, who's been putting these on around the world now. Um, he's got about 700 churches who put these on, special needs proms around the world. Wow. And... Um, he uh, and and so yeah, they're right there in Rome. They had a pizza buffet. They had uh, red carpet. All of the attendees, you got to have their photo taken on the red carpet. Um, so you've got the uh, you know this very traditional ve- uh, venue, um, and they're playing you know pop songs. Um, everybody who came ended up being the king and the queen of the prom. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, which is kind of nice. There was um, you know people with all kinds of disabilities. There was there was one girl there who. who was unable to speak, you know. There was um, some kids with Down syndrome, all mm. of these uh, kinds of um, reactions. And basically, his idea behind it is to let everybody know. What he's saying is, you know, red carpet is something that communicates importance and special value. Yeah. In our society. Yeah, it's VIP. It's the it's, it's VIP. Yeah, you are it. a very important person if you're walking down the red carpet. And by taking these people down the red carpet, of course, a lot of them went down the red carpet in wheelchairs mm. and, uh, and, and so forth. 
But by giving them that red carpet parade, he's saying, you are important, you are incredibly important, you are of the absolute importance to God. So wow. these have become very spiritual events. Yeah. Um, and you have very, very special value. That's amazing. What a clever way to, like, show that, though. Like, uh-huh. wow, that's really cool. And, of course, you know, everybody loves a formal night. Everybody loves to get dressed up and to participate in this kind of event, a party and so forth. There's probably aspects of this party that I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that bit, a bit differently myself. But the basic concept behind it, I think, is fantastic. He was saying that, um, you know, around the world, is, is these, these prom nights have been happening in some really random places like Albania. <laughs> wow, okay. And he had somebody turn up to one in Albania who hadn't been out of their house for 10 years. It was the first what? time they got out of their house Whoa. for 10 years. And you've got these special needs kids. I can't even process that. that. 10 years yeah. having never left. Never Whoa. left that. Never, never seen the, never seen, never been under the sky for 10 years. Whoa. Um, so you've got these special needs kids that are just getting out and recognizing and well, being recognized and being valued. Yep. Um, Man, that's like a once in a lifetime experience. Like that would have just totally changed that person's life. Yeah. Like, man. He kind of got the idea for this when he was 15 years old. Okay. Which is interesting. It took him a long time, obviously, to get there. Now he's got the the fame and the money and the position, you know, to be able to do, um, you know, to make a big difference in the world. Yeah. And um, the, uh, but when he was 15, he was, you know, his parents were, were Baptist missionaries in the Philippines, a very remote part of the Philippines, yeah. uh, where people were actually living in the jungle, living fairly traditional lifestyles. And he noticed there that people with disabilities, because he met a man whose feet were backwards. Whoa. Yeah, that's was born that way, a, a, a um, genetic defect. Um, but they were scorned and cast out of the community. Mm. They, they became the outcasts. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, we've got to do something about this. We've got to change this. And uh, this is one of the ways that he's been able to make a change and interestingly teamed up with the Vatican and you got Pope Francis turn up and they're, um, yeah, it's just uh, not the not the usual kind of thing that you expect to see on prom Not night. a typical prom. Wow. Not a typical prom at all, but good to see something positive happening in the world. So I just want to share that as a uh, um, uh, some positively different news this morning and somebody who's, um, uh, we need to see more of this kind of thing happening. Uh, coronavirus update now up to 28,248 uh, hours ago, 560 dead, uh, 200 cases outside of China. Um, the original doctor who originally diagnosed it and put the warning out, mm-hmm. Dr. Wen Liang, um, who originally put it out, he, he put it out on uh, on his, his um, social media to the hospital staff, so like a group chat. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that went then outside of the hospital and the police made him sign a form to say that it wasn't a thing. What? Um, this is when it first when it first happened because really? they thought he was scaremongering. Oh. And then he had to post that signed form on the same um, group chat. But, uh, unfortunately... Clearly it's a thing. He has just died of coronavirus. <laughs> Oh. Um, having said that, he would not leave the area until the until the virus was gone, and he's just been working himself to death. Wow. And came down with the coronavirus. Literally. Didn't have enough. Uh, didn't have enough reserves left, and he's passed away. So that's a tremendous tragedy right there. There are tragedies taking place right around the world, but that one sort of really strikes home when the guy who actually discovered it mm. and 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 sounded the warning and had been working for a cure. And oh man, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that. Um, of course, in the United States, 
Donald Trump's been acquitted in his impeachment trial. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really feels that he was guilty. People really just wonder whether it was he deserved to leave, lose his presidency over what he did. I don't think that many people think he's actually innocent. They just sort of, did he deserve to lose his presidency or not? Yeah. I think the vote sort of went more that direction. But it's going to be interesting to watch what happens in the United States because really what you've got there is one more step towards violence. Yeah, that's right. And the impeachment trial, regardless of which way it went, was going to be one more step for violence. I think this is a smaller step than if he'd been booted out of office. Yeah. Uh, but America is definitely crumbling and, and this next election has me very fearful for what could actually take place um, in the United States uh, let me see here. Uh, here in Australia, we're facing a second wave of native animal destruction as a result of feral animals moving into areas previous inex- previously inaccessible to them as a result of the bushfires. A lot of the reserves have lost their fences and the native animals have built up in those areas and became a, become a, na- a big breakfast buffet for mm. feral predators now that those fences have all burnt down. So we need to be thinking about that. This is uh, Hilary Scott and the Scott family with Love Remains. We are born one fine day, children of God on our way. Mama smiles and daddy cries a miracle before they rise they protect us till we're of age through it all love remains a boy moves on Baby, what I do on 
without you We all live And we all die to Hillary Scott and the Scott family with Love Remains. This is The Breakfast Show and you are with Gemma and myself, Lyle. Gemma, do we have another clue for our quiz before we get into our interview? We do. The next clue is a quote. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. Okay. Where do you find that quote? Which book of the Bible? Mm. Where someone was preaching another gospel. Ooh. Yeah, dodgy gospel. Okay, if you know the answer, give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843, or you can text us on 0491-064-669, and our prize is... An awesome CD called For Such a Time as This. Now, this CD is produced, and it's got songs on it from a bunch of different people across the New South Wales and Australian area, basically. And what happens is we get a bunch of different people who are musically gifted, and they write and produce their own songs, and then we get it recorded and put on this CD. It's an amazing CD. A couple of my friends have got tracks on this one. And we're actually in the process of making a new one to come out later this year. So if you want to get the first one that we've released, just answer the quiz. Okay, fantastic. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Give us a call right now if you know the answer to the quiz. Okay, um, Gemma, who have we got on the phone this morning? On the phone this morning, a friend of mine, her name is Catalina, and she has a bunch of amazing ministries that she does. So I'm going to have a bit of a chat to her about that. Are you there, Catalina? Yes, I am. I am. Woohoo! Awesome. So we're going to be talking this morning about um, some of the different ministries that you run, including one in particular, a podcast that I know you've been doing yeah. for a while. So yeah. you want to tell me a little bit about your podcast and when you started that? Yeah. All right. So the podcast was started pretty much um, just over a year ago, so around November um, 2018. So I've, I've been going for just over a year now. Awesome. And Catalina, I just wonder if you could maybe uh, get your mouth a little closer to the microphone. You're coming through a little faint there, if that's possible. Yeah, let me just... Much better, thank you. Okay, super. Um, So yeah, so basically when people ask me, I always tell them I'm an entrepreneur for the gospel. I feel like I have my hands in every kind of ministry that I can think of. Um, And that just purely is, I'm just so thankful for what Christ has done for me, that if I can find some way of sharing that and doing anything to just demonstrate gratitude for that. Um, I just tend to get into all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I do have quite a few ministries that I just run personally. Um, Yeah, and that keeps me busy on top of everything else that I sort of do for my local church and for my family. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So other than the podcast that you run, what other ministries are you involved in? I know you've got a couple of different things that you, yeah, you've said that you're juggling at the moment. 
Yep. So um, the main ministry that I sort of started really getting behind uh, was called ACTS, which is Adventist Committed to Serve. And I just was really impressed of the need for our church uh, as a Seventh-day Adventist church to be known um, a bit more for our community service. Um, and as a result, I just thought, what are some practical ways that we can help establish community service in local churches in a low kind of scale mm. rather than um, it being just a really overwhelming project that just things are really hard to organize and we don't have enough manpower to get behind those projects. So I um, basically started doing some stuff through my local church and then I just decided, well, let me have those resources accessible to other churches. Um, and one of the biggest things that we have to act is a skill assessment survey, which basically assesses the skills in your church. And then from there, it just gives you a better idea of what you are capable of running. And then from there, there's like a community service uh, survey that is done that you take up to your community and assess what their needs are. And then with the data that you have about your membership, then you can actually say, well, realistically, we have people that are willing to help out in this area. Therefore, let's run that community program that everyone seems to really want. Um, so that's ACTS. And then I got onto the podcast, and when I started looking into digital ministry, I feel like a new world was opened up to me because I had no idea of just the power and the potential of digital ministry, especially, mm. I believe, in our generation um, and in the current society that we live in. I feel that, um, yeah, evangelism is just taking such a different direction. It's such a different shift. There's such a decrease in church attendance. Uh, churches are getting older. Therefore, what can we do to reach out to the younger uh, generation and the younger population? And as a result, digital ministry seems to just tick all the boxes to help solve a lot of those problems. So as I saw that, I was like, you know what, let me get into some sort of digital ministry. And I originally was going to do uh, YouTube ministry. And I'm, I've never been on a camera, like in front of a camera. I've never recorded video. Like I'm just, that's just not my personality. So I struggled with a lot of insecurities to even consider that. Mm. Um, and then I found out about podcasts. I'm like, okay, that works a little better. Like people will just listen to me or they won't see me. <laughs> I won't have to see me. Um, so yeah, so I was like, okay, let me start the podcast. Um, and yeah, I used to listen. I actually hadn't listened to a podcast ever. Um, prior to maybe like six months before I started my own podcast. So I didn't even know what the podcast app was. Oh, wow. So I'm really naive when it comes to all this technology kind of stuff. But when I saw that there was a potential of using it to spread the gospel, I was like, God, please help me. So uh, within like three days, I YouTubed everything I could find about podcasts. Um, I had listened to interviews um, by the Oz Table Talk podcast and stuff that they were, people that they were interviewing with digital ministry. And I was like, okay, I'll do this podcast. And yeah, within like three to five days, I had put out my podcast. I had done all the stuff that you have to do online, found a host, and then recorded, I think I recorded in the first week, like six episodes. Yeah, how difficult was, was it for you to start? Like what kind of equipment did you need? And like you just mentioned that you had to go through like a host server to get your podcast out there. Like was it yep. easy to start up or it took a little bit, like you had to do some research first? It took a little bit. I did research some stuff um, and most of it I just got online and just literally went on Google and was like, how do I start a podcast? So I did a lot of that stuff on my own and then there were some things that I got stuck with and Luke Ferrigia from Noah's Table Talk um, podcast he helped me but it was um, 
I, I didn't need his help. I just got stuck. So if anyone does want to go into podcasting, which I highly recommend, um, it is quite easy to do. And there's just a graphic thing that got me stuck. And Luke was able to sort that one out for me and he just sorted it out straight away. So it is quite easy. In terms of equipment and gear, like I always tell people, um, I, I, I'm not a, I don't allow perfectionism to paralyze me. Mm. So I will just go ahead with what I have. And, um, there's a guy called Jasper, uh, who he does, uh, a photography ministry. And he said he started taking pictures with his iPhone. And I remember I was like, well, if I can record with my iPhone, let me do that. So I recorded for six months the podcast with an upside down iPhone in a mug oh, wow. <laughs> so that it was at the right height of my mouth. Um, and I didn't know how to edit. So none of my podcasts were ever edited. And then I think I got like intro and outro music for my podcast, maybe like 10 episodes in. Hmm. I actually worked out how to use GarageBand. So prior to that, I had no idea. So, yeah. um, yeah, it comes down to how much you want to get into it. I know some people prefer to, you know, have proper equipment and they'll invest a lot of money, um, and really get into it that way, which is fine. Um, but that's just not my way of, I just, I'm just like, let me get in there. How mm-hmm. do I do this? Um, and yeah. That's just the way it all worked out with the podcast. Yeah, so even and without then, knowledge, you can still go through with a with an iPhone yes. and a coffee mug and produce podcasts. Yes, yes. So literally, it was an iPhone, and it's an iPhone six as well. So it's not even like <laughs> not even iPhone. great quality. And so, what kind of topics do you cover in your podcast? Yeah, so um, it's funny because the podcast originally started with I wanted it to just be another voice in the Adventist Christian podcast space. Mm. From what I could hear, there was generally um, very similar topics that were always addressed. And I was like, you know what? I'd like to address this on a personal personal level. I felt a lot of our podcasts, at least within Adventism that were out there, addressed things on a corporate level. I was like, let's take it home. Let's bring it closer to home. And um, pretty much just discussing topics about concerns that I found within the church and maybe just how we can be the change. And then my podcast took a real shift. Uh, we did an episode where we interviewed uh, Dr. Denzi from the Adventist Reflections podcast. Mm-hmm. And we did an episode because he's a Christian psychologist. We did it, an episode on um, mental health issues among the clergy. And when we did that episode, I realized, you know what, like I'm literally going through a lot of stuff right now. And I had to take a break. So I took a three week break just to deal with some stuff that I was that I had to deal with. And after I did that, the podcast took a real shift and it was more like a personal experience of how I was processing uh, just some stuff that I had gone through um, in like within that year and previous to that. I was like, oh, I'm actually trying to deal with stuff from like 15 years ago. Mm. Um, And so then it was like a real, there was a real connection with how does all this stuff affect me on a spiritual level and how is it impacting me, impacting my life in general? So then I took a personal shift. So then everyone sort of, yeah, we, we sort of did therapy together with all my listeners. Wow. Um, and it was then that I got the most amount of feedback from my listeners. Um, there were so many messages where people were like, I really resonate with that. I've had issues with forgiveness. I've had someone from church hurt me. Um, I've experienced betrayal. And it was then that I felt in the rawness of my vulnerability that people almost it allowed them a space to also 
connect with me and be like, you know what, I, I know how you feel. Thank you so much. I learned so much. I, I know how you feel kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So it started out just being like a gap in the market and you saw a space for Adventist topics to be, you know, Christian topics to be discussed and things like that. But then it took more of a personal turn and now you've, you know, had the opportunity to connect with listeners and things in a more, you know, yeah. deeper personal way. Yes. Yes, and that was something that I never thought the podcast would end up being. Um, but I think when you're willing to just, I think when you're willing to embrace the space and to create the space that people are needing, I thought there was a need. And then God shifted it and allowed through the vulnerability of my experience mm. um, to allow other people to come into that. And now they find like a place that they can be like, yes. And I remember having one listener who was like, uh, she messaged me and she said, you know, sometimes I'm doing life and there's an experience that happens or there's a situation that happens. And she's like, oh, I remember Catalina talking about that. And I remember Catalina went through that. And um, I think that's when you really understand that um, the struggles that we face as Christians, it, it, they're all the same. Like we all face it in one way or another. And to just be able to have another Christian that can say, I've been there. I know how you feel. Hey, let's let's work on this together. I think just provides something really special for just the support that can be found within Christianity. Because sometimes we put on this facade, and I know every denomination <coughs> does it, not just Adventism, where we have to make sure that we've got it all together. And mm. if we're any less than all together, then, oh, that must be a reflection on our, our spiritual walk, our devotions, our yeah, prayer, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. How often do you yeah. release um, episodes on your podcast? So it's weekly. So um, I release every Monday. Uh, the time varies depending on how hectic my morning is, but it's every Monday. And yeah, I, I'm at the stage now where I'm going into some YouTube videos. So I am producing YouTube videos with my iPhone 6. Um, and I'll be releasing them fortnightly. So I was committing to once a week, but at the moment I'm like, let's be realistic. I'm doing full-time uni next year on top of everything else. I'm like, no, let's do a fortnightly video on YouTube and a weekly podcast. Full-time uni next year. What are you starting to study? Um, I'm doing a Bachelor of Social Work and Human Behavioral Science. So on top of homeschooling and on top of all the other stuff, that's going to be my load. So. Yeah. Being a busy full-time mum, plus the acts service that you do, plus running the podcast, plus full-time study. Woo! Plus YouTube. Plus YouTube now, yeah. Yeah, and, I'm uh, so excited though. If you just could see my face just thinking about it all. <laughs> How long is each episode? Uh, so each episode varies. We do Sometimes when we do interviews, they'll go to the hour, maybe just over the hour. Uh, we did do an interview just last week the last week and it went over the hour but generally it's 45 minutes to an hour um yeah okay so you're a very very busy person then and uh you mentioned that you've you've got a family you've got kids um you're heading off to uni next year um do you have other skill sets that you've been using as 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 well you seem to be a very multi-talented person um uh, so i I would, I'm technically an architectural interior designer, so that's what I graduated as, and that's what I worked in. But I don't really, since I had, since we had our daughters, we decided that I wasn't going to continue with that. Um, plus, we live in like semi-rural Queensland, so not many people are too worried about uh, the designing of their house. Um, so yeah, generally, I think yeah, maybe God's just made me a little bit of an all-rounder. But um, I must say, I didn't have any skills in terms of like the technology stuff that I'm dealing with and working with now um but i feel that with youtube i i tell my girls i'm like 
there's just no excuse to not be able to learn a new skill. And I have found that uh, with the people that I see in the digital space, none of them, you know, we have Justin Q who has uh, the uh, the YouTube channel, That Christian Blogger. He never recorded a video. He never did anything with videos. He was a Bible worker and he saw the potential of uh, people coming to Christ through YouTube, and he's like, "Let me, let me learn that." And he learned everything off YouTube. Um, then we have Jasper, who has his uh, photography ministry. Same thing. He learned everything through YouTube, and so I feel that, yeah, any skills that I feel I need, I just YouTube, Google, or TED Talk it, um, and and God seems to, to seems to bless my efforts. And before you know it, you know, I feel like I'm capable and equipped to do things that I normally would have been like, "No way." Very quickly, we are out of time, but uh, how do we access your podcasts? Um, so the podcast, you can find it on all of your main podcasting apps. So it's called the Connected Adventist Podcast. So that's the easiest way. And if you if you Google that, Connected Adventist Podcast, you will find it. Fantastic. Uh, Catalina, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning. This thank is, you so uh, much for having me. This is Andrew Peterson with All You'll Ever Need. Blood of Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi, I'm Peter Beamish, a senior education lecturer at Avondale University College. Teaching is the best career because I get to work with young people to make a real difference in their lives. At Avondale University College, we prepare you to help students with learning and well-being. And last year, 86% of Avondale teaching graduates were employed within four months of graduating. So join me in making a difference. We can change the world one classroom at a time. Called to be a teacher? Called to be at Avondale. Rock of ages, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flow be of sin, the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Not the Let me hide myself in thee. 